Want ideas to grow your ministry and engage your supporters? Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. And here's your host, David Allen. Hello, friends. Today I will be talking via Skype with an expert on short-term missions. I'm going to ask him if short-term missions are really cost-effective. The QT4CM podcast is a peer knowledge-sharing initiative for personal and professional development of Christian ministry workers. Quick Tips for Christian Ministry is produced with the support of the Great Commission Foundation to benefit those who serve in the name of Christ. We have Mark Crocker on the line. Mark served as the chair for short-term missions at the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada's Global Mission Roundtable. He now worked for shorttermmissionleader.com and has trained tens of thousands of volunteers to head overseas and make a difference. Mark is joining us today from Victoria in British Columbia, Canada. Welcome, Mark, and thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here, David. Uh, Thanks a lot for having me on the program. Let me ask you to respond to a question that I've heard so often in my international postings. Isn't short-term mission a waste of time and money? One of the arguments is that uh, international flights cost thousands for a group, so shouldn't we just send the money? Mark, is there a real need for short-term missions? You know, those, I believe, are the big questions, aren't they? And and I've heard it clarified in so many different ways. Uh, if you think about it, you you gather a group of people together, you prepare, you you go overseas. You got to think about those flights, the accommodation, the transportation. I mean, that could easily be a thirty-five thousand dollar trip. And so the question has come to me many times: Shouldn't we use that thirty-five thousand dollars to put a long-term missionary on the field for months, or even better, couldn't we take that same thirty-five thousand dollars? and uh, support a national for a year or two or three, depending on location. Exactly. And, and it's a good question. It's a question that we really do need to, to face. But the problem is threefold. Um, I found in my own evaluation of this question that sometimes when people are asking the question, they're not really asking that question, are they? I, and sometimes when they ask that question, I've, I've done this. I've said, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Instead of using that money for a, a short-term team, why don't you just give me the money? Uh, give, give me, send me a check and I'll, I'll, I'll put it to good use on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for the check. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just a way for people to avoid the real uh, responsibility of personal engagement. I think the second response to the question I have is that the money, frankly, doesn't exist. This $35,000 isn't sitting in some bank account somewhere. It's not already found. It came about because a bunch of people wanted to personally participate. And, and sure, they might do it wrong. They, they might mess up. They might do ineffective or unhealthy or unhelpful mission. Most of us do that when we start anything. But they're also giving up their vacations. They're also taking extra shifts at work in order to pay for this. They're also skipping some other things. They're asking their friends and family to support them. And I think too many people think that a response should be that we should tell them off for doing it wrong. And I disagree with that response. Good point. I'd rather have someone motivated that I could influence rather than some armchair quarterback who knows how it really should be done. And I, maybe there, there's just too many disillusioned aid workers out there who's forgotten all of their mistakes and are putting all of those things onto these people that are learning for the first time. Good point. But the third reason, and I think this is the most important reason why I think that that question doesn't really make sense, is that 
it's, it's thinking of mission through a certain lens. It's thinking of mission through a cultural lens of what we now call mission. I mean, even think of the word partnership. We call mission partnership all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, if we identify partnership, well, what's often the identifier of, of mission partnership is, well, I'll give you some resources and you will give me a report. And we call that mission partnership. Now, if we look at this exact same relationship in any other context in our life, if we're back home and we look at this exact same relationship, we don't call that partnership. We call that the boss and employee relationship. Right. And, and I'm wondering why we call mission partnership, uh, partnership if, if it's all about the money. You know, the, what is this relationship of Christ? And I, and I think that's maybe the bigger question. What is the relationship of Christ? Because I believe that the mission of Christ is all about relationship. But the mission of Canada is all about sending stuff to those poor people over there. And the calling of mission is for to, us to spend time with others, to get to know them in their table, in their living rooms, you know, on the, in, in their homes and in their workplaces, on the street and the community. I do speak a message about this called the mission of Christ versus the mission of Canada. And you can find a little bit more at stmleader.com. But back to this word partnership. We all want to see relationship as partnership and you can't do relationship from a distance. So when we're asking this question of cost efficiency, I think we're revealing our worldview of mission. If we think of mission as a relationship, suddenly the question of $35,000 doesn't even make sense. I mean, it'd be great if flights were free, Mm -hmm. but they aren't. So if we want to engage in relationship, if we want to engage in mission, then we need to be present. And, and, And just maybe to wrap this thought up, I think a great analogy is your family. Mm-hmm. It, it's too expensive to take your kids to visit grandma. I mean, we could just Skype over. We could hire someone local to take care of the tasks that we weren't able to do ourselves, get someone from our neighborhood to go and give her a hug, share some stories, bake some cookies together. But, but that doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. Because relationship costs us something. And sometimes it costs us a lot. And I think if we're going to think about mission just through the economic lens, like a balance sheet, as, that, as though that's the only evaluation worth making, then I think we're thinking about mission in the wrong way. And frankly, I think we just don't spend enough on mission. We need to spend more. Hmm. Okay, Mark, those are really insightful responses. Thank you very much. You're welcome, yeah. We will continue this discussion with Mark about short-term mission next week. Mark Crocker can be contacted via his website at stmleader.com. You can also get the links to Mark's website and the articles he mentioned through our show notes at qtforcm.org. As we sign off this episode, we'd like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. The Great Commission Foundation provides financial management, administrative services to ministries, and handles charity donation receipting and government compliance in both the United States and Canada particularly to those new ministries who do not have registered charity status. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be encouraged. God is with us. Serve with joy. Serve with joy.